Why don't we actually start with the meditation and I'm going to just share with you a quick introduction. The meditation we do is a very simple technique of where we focus up here at the spiritual eye center or what we call the seat of the soul. And all we do is place our attention here, just like you can focus anywhere. We focus right here because this is the place in which the soul enters and leaves the physical consciousness. So we want to focus at that place, the physical reference point, but we really want to focus on the divine spirit of who we are, the soul. So by focusing here is a way we can begin to really open up and begin to get more in touch or attuned with that divine part of who we are, the spiritual part. Often we'll call the soul of the loving, divine consciousness, all kinds of things. You can, to me, I like to say, call it whatever you want. It is what it is. Regardless of the words and the languaging we use, I like to say words are just descriptive terms. They can give us a direction or an idea of what it is that we want to focus into so that we can have our own experience. And this is the key that we share here in Inner Light Ministries. This is really a pathway of your own personal experience. Jim and I are here to share from our own personal experience in hopes that it might inspire, give an idea, maybe some inspiration or maybe a little motivation just for each person, whoever comes to our events to really begin to look within to discover the divine that they are. And so that's all we are here to do. That's why I make the jokes passing the plate. We are not an organized religion at all. We're here really just truly to serve the spirit within everybody. However that is, whether it's over a meal and having a fun conversation or joking around or when we start to move into more of a formal gathering like this or when we move into meditation, everything we do we really, I like to say at least make an attempt to really get in touch with the divine inside of us. No matter what it is, social settings, focused, you know, uh, professional settings, personal settings, relaxed settings, unrelaxed settings, no matter what it is, is to really do what we can to discover the divine inside of ourselves no matter what life presents us. And truly mean that. So the meditation we do is just a way to really learn how to focus on that spiritual essence of who we are. And even though we do the meditation in a formal way when we're here gathered or in our own personal time, where we really spend time giving our undivided attention to the divine within, we always like to suggest, don't let it end there. But even after meditation, when you open your eyes and you go about the day, to bring that divinity with you throughout the day and begin to really allow yourself to open up and experience and witness the divine in life itself. To look at physical life as a movement of the divine, loving, creative spirit, but then to look beyond the physical reflection of that spirit and really begin to get in touch with the spirit in and through and behind it all. And, but the way to do that is first we have to awaken to the divine within here. If we don't awaken to the divine in here, we're not going to be necessarily so much aware of it in life itself outside of us. Otherwise, we just will be more focused on the physical, like, oh, there's plants, there's a building, there's other people, physical bodies. But when we can really begin to have an intention and place our attention into that divine essence of loving that we are, well, one is we begin to awaken and really know more of that inside of ourselves. Well, in that inner knowing, that spiritual eye, the spiritual ear, the spiritual senses, I like to say, will begin to become more awake, where maybe they're just asleep right now, 
But as we spend time focused inside, it begins to awaken those inner senses. Just like we have the five physical senses, those are an outer reflection of inner senses that we have in our spiritual faculty, if you will. And so what, what you want to do is we often reference physical surroundings or examples to give an idea because the physical is a reflection of the truth of spirit inside. So if you can use the physical example as an idea or a reference, then you want to be able to take that in and begin to now look directly within rather than into the world, but directly within and allow your spiritual perception to become more awake and aware so you begin to see, to hear, to feel, even to taste and to smell that movement of spirit as it moves across creation itself. It is spirit that has created everything, but to get in touch with that, there is a way. That's why they call it a spiritual pathway. And it's always been referred to as to go within, to go into the spirit, to go into the divine. So all we need to do is really see how do we do that? Where do we go into the divine? Where's the doorway in? So we say, here's the doorway. As Rumi said, the poet, the mystic, the door is open and round, that doorway. Jesus said, let thy eye be single, that spiritual eye, or some people call it the third eye. Let the eye be single and open, and thy body shall be filled with light. So that open, what we're doing in meditation is opening the spiritual eye, allowing our senses and our focus and attention to come single-pointed here, that's why often we'll close our eyes physically is to let go of any outer focus and give our attention right here to the single eye and really relax and allow that eye to come open to begin to perceive. Again, sometimes it's literally as a vision where we can start to see the movement of spirit within ourselves, but across all of creation, the true movement of spirit in life in all of its manifest forms, no matter what it is. And really beyond that, in all the unmanifest forms, there's a lot that's not manifest that can only be witnessed through that spiritual perception. And with that, like we say, this pathway we teach here is the path of light and sound. So just like in this world, we can see, we can also hear. So there's inner sounds. Again, the sounds in this world are a reflection of the inner. But there are direct emanations of that we like to say that Holy Spirit or that sound of God or the still small voice of God that can come literally as a voice like we have here in this world or as musical instruments or sounds of nature. Often the Holy Spirit's been referred to as that wind and nobody knows from where it comes or where it goes. That wind of the Holy Spirit of loving, it can often be heard as running or moving water or or bells, for whom the bell tolls. That's the sound of the soul. That bell, that inner sound is an important aspect of the inner spiritual journey of awakening. So we say pay attention not only to the inner light, you've heard a reference, follow the light. Everybody's heard that, follow the light, go towards the light, go into the light. But you don't hear a lot about follow the sound as well. So we wanna pay attention to the inner sounds the sound is a big one. We refer to it as the sound current of God, or why we call in inner light ministries the path of sound and light. That sound is actually the real primal essence or core or beginning or origins 
when God spoke, well, when God spoke, light came out of that voice of God. So it is through the sound that the light even came into being. Most people focus on the light, but we also want to focus on the sound from which the light even came out of. So we're looking at the original primal sound, that voice of God as God spoke. Out came the light, and that light was the light of creation, God's creativity. And then putting things out into motion or creation, and then that sound of spirit to give all of that life. I like to sometimes reference this just like a movie. You have a film, you have a light, and the light shining through the film projects an image. So it's that light of spirit that gives the images life. But then where did that light even come from? To give all of this creation, life, or animation. But originally the sound, the voice of God, and God spoke. And so that's ultimately where we want to go to, is into that original word of God. It's often referred to as the living word. And here we also refer it as the sacred name or unspoken name of God. That original name or sound is the actual creative principle of that essence that we call God. God's just a word to really describe the creator of not only us, but of everything we see, everything we experience, everything we know came out of that creative principle we call God. But that original creative action came through the sound and the light came out of the sound. So in here, when we go into meditation, we want to focus both on the light of God and the sound of God and let that inner light and inner sound begin to wake us up spiritually and to begin to draw the soul, that divine essence of God that we are, to draw the soul back towards its source, back towards the Creator. Everything that God created eventually will return. And so will we, the soul, that has been created by God and has come out into experience God's creation. I like to say experiencing right now, those of us here are in this aspect of God called the tree of knowledge. Well, that's one tree out of the whole Garden of Eden. So we're just experiencing one tree. But why not honor our experience, fulfill our experience, have the experience, so we really complete and fulfill what we came into this creation or aspect of God to have. And so what we share here in this meditation practice is a way by which to fulfill our experience here in this part of God's creation, the tree of knowledge. And by following that sound and light of God is that avenue or action or way by which God has given us a way to now once again return back to our original place of beingness, to return to that place from which we've come. It's often called the soul now going home to God or the return. And so in meditation, we want to focus on that original sound and light of God. And we focus on that door or eye here as a way by which we can begin to now move past the physical consciousness because this is just the beginning right here. While we're here in the physical body, the beginning of the spiritual journey truly is right here.
and then stepping out and now into the spiritual creation beyond the physical creation and following that light and sound of God, trusting, knowing, praying that that is the avenue by which we can really return back into that oneness and know the truth of who we are as a child of God, as a soul, as a divine spark. And then also that divine spark returning back into that oneness of God to return into that original state of beingness where we are one with the Creator and to allow ourselves to experience, to express, to live, to know, to be in that place of true beingness. That's really the journey that we're doing here. Or shall I say that's the end result or goal, whatever you want to call it. There is a journey, but there's also a destination. You know, a lot of people like to say, oh, it's all about the journey, not the, the goal or the end result. Well, I like to say it's all of it. It's all of it. Maybe it's about the journey and about the destination. It's all of it. Why separate any of it? Why segment it away? This is more important than the other. Maybe it's all important. How about we start to incorporate everything, to make everything all inclu inclusive rather than exclusive? Inclusive. To include everything in creation, including ourselves in the creation and realize we're all an important part of this action that we call creativity and loving. And if anything, to give ourselves a little credit and acknowledge who we are as divine beings of light and loving and sound as part of all of God's creation. Because that I have found is an important thing to really do is to begin to acknowledge that truth of who we are. Because I find when we don't do that, there's a part of us that lives in avoidance and denial. And in that avoidance and denial, we keep ourselves in separation, not really fully understanding or knowing our oneness with that true beingness that we call God. And so in meditation, what we want to do is really let go of all the exclusivity, let go of all the separation, let go of all the segregation and placing things in different boxes but rather allowing it all just to be. Include everything and realize everything does not exist without God. And so God is in everything. So we want to allow ourselves to acknowledge and recognize that oneness of everything and God in it all. But always, always acknowledging, first and foremost, that divinity within you. To acknowledge it within ourselves. So that's often the hardest part to do. Most people will feel unworthy or not good enough or think, why me or who me? What? We'll judge ourselves. We'll run around in fear. We'll have all these fantasies and belief systems from God knows where they were created. Does it really matter anyway? Or does it matter where we're focused now, that we give ourselves the opportunity to really wake up and really know that divinity of who we are? And to do that, we're the ones who have to take responsibility to do that, to acknowledge, to open that door, to allow ourselves to really experience and to know that. Not anybody else, not have somebody else do it for us, but rather that we now begin to acknowledge and bring to ourselves 
It's often referred to as opening inwardly. The door here opens within. It doesn't open out, it opens within. So we have to be the ones to open that door inwardly to allow that movement of God's loving from outside of us to move in where we begin that first action or step of now receiving that Holy Spirit or that loving from God and in that, in receiving, it allows it to move through us and emerge into us right here in the body. And that actually is the pathway that we talk about here. That loving that we allow in in meditation is the pathway of loving that the soul is to walk upon and journey upon in its action of really now stepping into that greater spiritual creation beyond the physical. Why it's often referred to as a path of loving. That's why you hear, so most you're going to hear us talking here is light and sound and loving. Those are the three main qualities or aspects of God that you're going to hear us talk about. Oh, we talk about a lot, but those are the three main qualities and aspects that you're going to hear the most in here because it is those three. Yeah, there's a trinity again. It's often how it is, a trinity. It is through those three actions that we really begin to move into a greater experience of our oneness. So pay attention as we move into meditation to really look for the inner light, to listen for the inner sound, and to be in the loving. And just like any relationship, it's a two-way street. There's the action, as I just said, to receive God's loving for us and to let it in, to open the door within, to let it in, and then to also now share or to give our loving just like we would to another person, but to also now share and give our loving to God directly. Most of us have a challenge with that because we don't know what God is. So sometimes maybe it helps to create an image. Okay, yeah, there's God way out there, some big pie-in-the-sky fantasy, you know, the long-flowing white hair and beard if you need, or a big smiley face on a sun, or just a simple little inner light right here like a flame. Or sometimes we refer to a purple or blue light. These are all references, or the face of a spiritual teacher, to have that as an image that we can focus on to begin to direct our attention inwards and upwards to have something to move towards on the other side of the door. A lot of us say, yes, I can open up and receive God's loving, but I'm too scared to step out of this house and dwelling, this temple in which the divine resides, but to step out of this temple and into the spiritual kingdom. Most of us are too scared because we don't know what's beyond, the fear of the unknown. So we hold back. We say, yep, I'm going to stay here anchored in the body. You know, in this world now with all the metaphysical things, you need to be more grounded. You're not grounded enough. Well, I'll tell you what, if you've got a physical body, you're grounded. You're anchored in the physical body automatically. But how many people can really step out of the physical body, what people call out-of-body experiences, where I like to just say to expand and to awaken into really greater spiritual awareness beyond the physical body. So whether you literally step out of body or whether you sit here in the body and allow the door to open and you begin to witness and know your connection with the divine right through this doorway.
Either way, it's allowing ourselves to open up and really experience that greater beingness that is spirit or divine, loving, light and sound, God in our soul. And who we are, who are we in all of it anyway? So this action of meditation opens a door of many possibilities and many opportunities. And just know also in our approach, it makes a difference of the opportunities and possibilities that are there for us when we open that door. So how you approach the divine is also important in this journey. We talk about loving, accepting, and forgiving over and over in here. LAF, laugh, have a good laugh. Allow yourself to approach God, to approach this action of meditation with loving, with accepting, with forgiveness. To be able to forgive all the judgments, the fears, the concerns you have. To accept the things that you've had challenges with and simply to love yourself, to love others, and to love God. Is that simple enough? Not a whole lot really there to do since it is more of a state of being after all. But there is some doing. And a lot of the doing is our approach. Some people used to call it attitude, but I think the word got worn out. Bad attitude, good attitude. You need a new at you need an attitude adjustment. They have a good attitude, they have a bad attitude. So yes, maybe attitude in the years past worked, but maybe a different approach might work. How do we approach God? Or what attitude do we hold, if you want to use that word? What attitude do we hold towards God, towards ourselves, towards others, towards creation? What are those attitudes we hold? Are they fearful? Are they judgmental? Are they prejudiced? Or are they open? Are they inviting? Are they receptive? Are they accepting? Are they honest? Are they joyful or enthusiastic, curious, wanting to learn and experience? How do we approach? What's the attitude we hold? Not only with God, but in life itself. But if you can look at your experience of life as God in creation, how do you approach life? In other words, how do you approach God, no matter whether it's in a physical level or truly in the spiritual level, in the, in the truest, fullest sense? Pay attention to that, because I'll tell you what, I've learned along the way, how I approach God makes a difference of my experience of God. Not only within, but even here in the world around me. When I approach even my life out here with more loving, accepting, and forgiveness, and curiosity, and openness, and looking as opportunities for learning, just like the conversation at lunch today, I really enjoyed it. Some of you at my table heard me saying, oh my God, I'm learning so much today. I had a lot of fun learning and listening. I was being open and receptive, taking in, enjoying the process. Rather than being afraid of it, trying to control it, to manipulate it, to try to get something out of it, to direct it the way I think it should be, none of that. Just to be present and open to experience and learn. How often do we approach life that way? Well, I know when I do it, just like I was sharing, I enjoy it more. It's more fun. At the very least, it's more fun, and it's easier. 
And then, oh my God, some of the things I learn literally can be life-altering. In the simplest conversations over the years of doing all this, just one little word or experience that I've heard people share all of a sudden can give me a whole new perspective or open a door I never even knew was there. Well, aren't we all looking for something? Aren't we all looking for something? And maybe the door just hasn't opened yet for the very thing we're looking for? But how is it going to open unless we approach life with being open to the possibilities that are behind all these different doors that life has to offer? Big part. Notice I keep talking about doors. Open doors, closed doors. I found when there's an open door, I'm connected with life and with spirit. When there's a closed door, I'm in separation. What does separation often spell? Pain, depression, suffering, feeling alone, isolated. When there's an open door, I feel alive. feel enthusiastic, I feel part of, feel connected. Simple as that, just like the doors in here. When we first got here and with the doors and windows closed, it was all stuffy. The air was static and you feel like, oh my God. You open the doors and windows and there's a flow. There's a movement of air. Well, that's how spirit is. This door right here, when this door is closed here, that seat of the soul, the spiritual eye, that spiritual door, when that's closed, we often feel suffocated inside. When we open a door, it changes everything. We begin to see possibility, let alone actually step into possibility. Just often beginning to see there's other possibilities and opportunities in life, and even beyond this physical life, but truly spiritual life, and more of the spiritual realms beyond the physical. To even know that there's something beyond the physical, to really know there's a greater experience to be had than just what's here physically, that itself is life-changing. It was for me. First time I ever had a, what I would call a true spiritual experience going out of body, it changed my life. I'm like, oh my God, there's really something more than just this physical world. That alone, knowing through your experience, is life altering for the better? For the better. It offers, at the very least, if we're in pain and suffering, it offers us hope and possibility to know that there is something else than maybe what we would call negative, to know there's something more than just this negative or disturbing experience. That's life altering right there. To know there's possibility that, oh my God, there really is some hope. Maybe there's some joy. Maybe I could even have a little fun and an enjoyment again in life. At the very least, that's just something if we're willing to open a door and allow that possibility. But way more than that, if we're willing to step through that door beyond the possibility of just what's here, to step through to discover what's there, well, that's a whole nother journey, and that's the real journey that we're sharing about here in Interlight Ministries, is the journey beyond the physical. 
What I'm talking about now is really more just kind of an introductory course. It's just the introduction. We're just kind of talking about spirit here. But the real journey, the most amazing, spiritual, active, awakening, is that journey where we now step out of the physical consciousness. You can't do it in the body. You can't do it through the mind. You can't do it through the emotions. You can't do it through your imagination. No matter how much you fantasize and visualize and hope and wish, it's not the truth of the spirit of who we are having experience in the spiritual kingdom. Just like the physical bodies walk around the spiritual world experiencing. Well, what's it like for the soul you walking around the spiritual creation? Would you like to know? I'll tell you what, it's a lot more fun and interesting than just the body walking around this planet. There's some interesting things to be had here in the physical and even receiving spirit in the physical, but to now step out on that pathway of spirit, on that pathway of loving, and to begin to experience now God's other creations in the spiritual kingdom. That's the greater journey that we're sharing about here in Interlight Ministries. That's that pathway of sound and light and loving of the soul's journey now beyond this physical creation. Most people who come to ILM are drawn towards it is because the soul is beginning to wind up its experience in this physical universe and beginning to prepare to now move more into the spiritual universe. Nobody's going to be drawn to this pathway that we're sharing unless they're really ready for that next step. This is how it works. That's why I make the jokes like passion around the dish and we're not any organized religion or anything because we're not really doing this world or the mind here. We really are about that action of now stepping out of this world. And that starts right here, out. That's it. That's why we sit around all the time and don't go anywhere. Well, we come here to meet, to talk about it and to do some meditation but the real action for us is doing the meditation. That's the doing part. The doing is the focusing, holding our attention, knowing what to do, and stepping out of this level and really truly into the spiritual creation. That's the doing part. And through that doing is where we can now begin to move into the experience of the beingness beyond this physical level. So I'm going to go ahead. That was a little bit more than I thought it's going to do. I thought it's going to move right into meditation. And as soon as I said it, a lot of you are already like, <laughs> I always enjoy that, though. It's hard for me just to keep my eyes open talking as I was. So we're going to move into the meditation now. And as I started with, simple action focusing here. We have a sacred name of God that we call it. And there's an unspoken name of God that I know most of you here have as far as initiation, but also we have what's called a spoken name of God, the hue or the anahu. The hue we use a lot is in the word human. Human is God and man. And actually man came from the Greek word manas, meaning mind. So it's really God, the hue, through the mind. God, man, hue, man. So hue is a name that we will utilize as a focal point. As I said, there's light and sound. So the hue is the sound of God 
that as we hold our attention on that, that frequency or essence or sound within the hue begins to stir awake the divine, the hue part of us, the God part of us, the soul, our divinity. So by having a name and focusing on that, chanting it, singing it, just saying it, whether out loud or silently within, it has a, even just mentally saying it silently in ourselves, there is a frequency in there that has that essence of loving or God, of spirit. And so that's a sound that we hold our attention to as we're also now looking and observing and watching for the inner light that often shows us the golden white, but also as that golden white light comes out of the spiritual realms and into the physical, just like the rainbow and, the, and all the different colors, well, as soon as it, that white light comes out, as you know, all the colors come out of just white light. As it steps down in frequency to the physical, well, then the first color is a purple, and then we go into a blue, and then a green. As you know, the frequency, the rainbows. So in this action of meditation, it's not uncommon to see especially the purple light and sometimes the blue light. And just know if you see those, they lead you into the white light. That's just the movement of the Holy Spirit, of that white light of God as it steps down into this creation. And that purple light is the action of loving, of transformation, that assists the soul in waking up back into the spiritual creation of that pure white light. So it's common to see those colors in meditation that we do here. So if you see that, just observe. So you're both looking, but it's a... I like to say it's an active but yet relaxed, receptive observation where you're holding your attention but not doing anything all at the same time. So you're doing without doing. I think there's some kind of Lao Tzu poem about that. <laughs> doing without doing. You're holding your attention and observing, watching. And at the same time, you're actively sharing your loving with God and being open and receptive to receive God's love for you. And that loving as it moves will often be heard as an inner sound, like I shared earlier, seen as an inner light, like I'm just talking about. Or sometimes you might feel a sensation on the top of your head or forehead, just a slight pressure or sensation or tingling. Pay attention to all of that. Don't do anything with it other than relax and receive. Observe. Love, relax, and receive. Like breathing in and breathing out. Giving and receiving. That's all we're doing here. And having a sacred name of God, that sound is, such as the hue, gives us a focal point, at the very least, to keep the mind focused, because the mind likes to be chit-chattering and wandering around, thinking about this, thinking about that, focusing out here, hey, how's the surf today? Oh, wow. You know, how's the weather today? Oh, my God, this is whatever. The mind going to be doing it all the time. So rather than trying to quiet down the mind, we give the mind something to do. So we give it a name to focus on, a sound. So that hue or that sacred name we received in initiation is that sound. So utilize that as a focus. Sing it, chant it, say it over and over, the repetition. Holding your attention here, looking for the inner light. It's all it is, one-pointed focus. And the more we can do that, the more all the other chatter of the mind drops away. The emotions will literally just start to become calm. The 
fantasies and imagination. Again, if you can hold the focus enough, everything becomes still. So a lot of holding the focus here creates a place of peace and stillness. And in that peace and stillness is where things can begin to open up, where now we can begin to experience that movement of loving coming to us or us going into it. So relax and allow yourself to either receive or to move and step into the loving during the meditation. We'll probably do about 20 or 30 minutes, not a long time, but hopefully long enough for at least to find a little bit of inner peace and stillness, if not some profound experience of awakening, okay?